Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Now to Trey Betty, brought to you by Asher Record Service. 501-562-2293. Family owned and operated since 1980. Asher Wrecker, dependable towing and vehicle recovery service. Ask for Asher. Now, Rick, I, d- I don't know if Trey did this for my benefit. He just didn't put it on the uh, heading on the particular uh, article that he had. He had the final scholarship distribution. <laughs> he wants me to save trees. So I, hopefully this is the last one, Trey, that I'll have to print off for a while. Well, it's going to be the last one until – well, I mean, for a long time because you can't enter the trans. You wouldn't enter the. You wouldn't try to transfer now. I mean, you just have to sit out if you're going to transfer. So, uh, and all the scholarships are accounted for. So it's not like they could somebody did leave. They could redistribute it or something. They've they've filled up with 85 now and pretty close to you know the formula that I use the three deep plus one at every position. Uh, you've got four scholarship quarterbacks, uh, five scholarship running backs. You're a little better off there. Of course, they do some two back stuff non-scholarship wide receivers now um so they're just one off the mark there at wide receiver six scholarship tight ends a little over but again they do do the two tight end sets so i'm 15 offensive linemen so just kind of one shy there but pretty close uh, some good walk-ons also on, on the team eight defensive ends eight defensive tackles nine linebackers nine cornerbacks nine safeties and you know we could possibly see some so moving around uh, in the in the secondary, and then you've got uh, one of each of the specialists, the the punter, kicker, and holder, uh, one each of those on scholarship. So, um, yeah, we don't have to worry about updating this chart anymore or printing off any more paper, Randy. And this all came about by, I don't know if it's a, a 12th hour edition or yeah. if it's a 24 hour uh, midnight edition, but. Uh, Desmond one eight one eighteen Randy one eighteen a.m. one eighteen a.m. Desmond yeah. James has joined the team. Yeah, close. Dasmond. It's a different Dasmond. Uh, okay. Yeah, D A Z M I N. Dasmond. Okay. Uh, Dasmond James six two one eighty five. He is an eighty nine, which is just a little bit below four star status. Which um, number what five hundred eighteen ranked prospect uh, in the country on the twenty four seven Sports composite. Um, it looked like he was gonna. He was going to junior college, and then um, I guess my school started kind of coming after him. Uh, North Carolina, uh, Liberty, Arkansas, maybe NC State too, uh, all came after him. He's a uh, he's really fast. He ran a ten four six. Serious wheels, yeah. Yeah, ten four six and a hundred meters. Won state championship in four A in North Carolina, and also won the state championship in the two hundred meters with a twenty one point oh six. So. Uh, very fast, very fast. And, uh, yeah, and, you know, his statistics weren't just, like, mind-blowing, but they were pretty good, 43 catches for 601 yards, five touchdowns uh, in 11 games, and also ran the ball 27 carries for 321 yards. Uh, That's almost 12 yards a carry, four touchdowns. So, um, yeah, um, an interesting late pickup. You wouldn't expect to see somebody out of the high school ranks committing this late in the process, but um, Arkansas had a spot. We didn't know what they would do with it. I thought maybe they would, you know, just kind of keep it, uh, but 
worked out. So wide receiver Trey, wide receiver, correct? Yes. Yeah. I wouldn't yeah, mind seeing on the defensive side of the ball at the corner with that kind of speed. Yeah, and good height, six two. I mean, yeah. who, who knows how things will shake out? Uh, I think right now, just from you know the numbers, you know, you want to you want to be able to to practice with quality players and you know have good scout team players too. And so I think it makes most sense for him to be at wide receiver, just where the numbers are now. It gives you three at each spot, so three deep at each mm -hmm. spot. Um, Savage wants to know by way of our Asher Record Service Company live fan feedback. Says, "Ask Trey, when is the next transfer portal date? Because we're waiting on Nelson to transfer to the basketball team. He can sign it any time. Yeah, he can sign it any time. It's just you can get out of the portal any time. You just can't get in any time. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Um, back to the uh." scholarship distribution you were talking a few minutes ago maybe a little heavy on the tight ends uh six what what are, what are the numbers that you've always thought is the right number of tight end well four scholarship tight ends if gotcha. we're just using one but they use a lot of two tight end sets so gotcha six makes sense okay okay because i heard you ask that and i was wondering what what uh well, that seemed to be heavy at that position, but then when you think, yeah, the two tight ends, that makes total mm -hmm. sense as well. Um, this was, uh, let's see, from The Athletic. And they have, I mean, this is the time of the year, as you well know, Trey. We're going to get all kinds of rankings by position, by players, yada, yada, right. yada. Uh, but I do respect uh, The Athletic. College football quarterback tiers you've got caleb williams drake may and again drake may is the young man that uh i think created an opportunity uh for uh Cole young Chris welcome yeah, yeah exactly that uh, uh jacoby figured okay this kid's gonna play so if you got him ranked in the top tier obviously the kid from washington i've watched him play a couple times last year Michael Penix Jr. This guy's, I mean, he's electric. He is, uh, to me, he's your perfect dual-threat quarterback. Uh, but he is in that top tier, along with Caleb Williams and Drake May. Uh, then you drop down into tier number two. Actually, Caleb Williams is the only one in tier number one. Tier number two is Drake May and uh, Michael Penix. Tier three. Jaden Daniels of LSU, Frank Harris, UT San Antonio, KJ Jefferson, Arkansas, Grayson McCall, Coastal Carolina, JJ McCarthy, Michigan, Bo Nix, Oregon. I don't get Bo Nix. Michael Pratt, Tulane, and Devin Leary, Kentucky. I didn't realize they had that kind of elite quarterback in the wings at, uh, mm -hmm. at Kentucky. Well, he's a transfer, right? Can you transfer? Can you transfer? Uh, let's see. Yeah. Yeah. He has a transfer. Okay. That's yeah. The, that's yeah. the reason you why. Have have, you don't have to have a great transfer, or you don't have to have a great quarterback in the wings, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I guess unless your your quarterback gets banged up a lot, like Arkansas did last year. But uh, the Bo next thing is interesting because, I mean, he never had a 
he never had a quarterback rating over 130 in his three years of the SEC. You know, he was throwing for like 1,900, 2,400 yards. I think one year he had like 11 touchdowns, seven interceptions, you know, just not nothing out of this world. And then, so he goes to Oregon. They play a much softer Pac-12 schedule. He has a 165 passer rating, throws for 3,500 yards, 30 touchdowns, whatever. And, uh, you know, suddenly he's great. I'm not totally – I mean, that, that offense is, is obviously very good, but um, I'm not totally buying Bo Nix as just being like a Tier 2 national quarterback. No. No. Even Tier 3. Um, the quarterback that I think is as exciting, and he does play for LSU, I hate that, but uh, Jaden Daniels, I thought mm-hmm. that young man really came on last year for the Tigers. Yeah, I think he kept getting better. Now, he didn't play very well against Arkansas. Uh, that's probably Arkansas's best defensive performance all year against LSU that just couldn't muster any offense at all without KJ. Uh, but Daniels is... I mean, he's fast, and, you know, he's a he's a pretty good thrower, but he is uh, super quick, and he's not big like KJ is. He's just, he's just fast. Um, I don't want to say – I don't think he's overrated. I think he might just be a little bit of uh, – just a hair overrated. I've seen him, you know, on a lot of these quarterback lists, like top five in the country and stuff. I'm not quite ready to put him there. Underdog wants to know, Trey – when will KJ get the respect nationally as a good quarterback? If he'd have stayed healthy all last year and stayed at the pace that he was at, I think he would have, you know, been getting it more. You know, I've seen him, you know, some lists, you know, around the spring and stuff. I've seen him as high as number one quarterback in the SEC. I've seen him get some respect. I mean, this is a, that's pretty solid respect there. You know, you have Caleb Williams, obviously one of the Heisman. So he's going to be on his own tier, and then you have a group of guys after that. That's, that's pretty good respect. But if KJ had kept at the, at the pace uh, he was at in the uh, what eleven games that he played and, and played all thirteen games, he would have thrown for like thirty-two hundred yards. He would have uh, obviously had a few more interceptions or a few more touchdowns. I don't think he would have had. He might have had an interception. I think he threw an interception about every three games or so, so he might have had another interception. But he had more touchdowns. He would have set the Arkansas um, school rushing record uh, in a single season had he stayed healthy. Um, So he probably would be getting a little bit more love if he crossed that 3,000 plateau, you know, if he ran for 750 yards and, you know, put up a few more touchdowns. I think that he would have been getting a little bit more respect. But people just, you know, they look at the stats real quick. A lot of these, you know, especially national guys, they're just spread very thin in most cases. Look at the stats real quick. 2,600 yards, that's okay. I'm more of a runner, you know. If you throw for 3,000 plus, you know, that, that changes the perception a lot. Two interceptions were not his fault. No. Trey Knox, if you remember, had two passes go off his chest. Than it being his interceptions, so yep, still goes KJ down in the book. Not, still goes yeah, down KJ, the book. KJ does not throw a lot of interceptions. He had a, a pretty long streak the year before, from like I think maybe he threw one in the bowl game. If I, I maybe not remembering that right, but it was like from the Ole Miss game, a hail mary at halftime or something, mm-hmm. um, to the bowl game. Like he had 
a, a pretty good streak. I, I think that might be. I think that's right. I think that's outback bowl. Outback bowl. Yeah. yeah. So that's a uh, it's pretty good streak. And yeah, you're right. Two of those uh, passes that he threw were, um, you know. One of them looked like Trey Knox just kind of handed down the ball. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that one was that one was hard to figure out. The other one, I think he tipped up in the air, which happens. But yeah, a couple. Of, I mean, and that, that happens to, to to a lot of quarterbacks. But uh, KJ has always been really accurate on the deep ball, and I think a lot of people don't know that about him. I think he's going to get better on his intermediate stuff. You know, with this offense, you're going to see some more two back sets. We saw that a little bit in the bowl game, but we hadn't seen that before. But we're going to see some more two-back sets. We'll see more two tight end sets. Of course, we'll see, you know, regular what we're used to, 11 personnel with three wide receivers, one tight end, one running back. Uh, we'll see KJ line up under center. We're going to see the ball go over the middle of the field. I was watching just the other day some some more Maryland stuff uh, just to kind of get, you know, some more ideas of how it looks in game. You know, we saw them in the spring. But, you know, that kind of verified a lot of what I saw in the spring. Um, they will throw the ball a good bit over the middle of the field, which we didn't see a whole lot with Kendall Browse. Um, you're also going to see a lot of screen passes, like every every type of screen that you can imagine uh, to wide receivers. They're going to they're going to do that quite a bit too. So, and I think we'll see KJ, um, you know, roll out of the pocket more. Uh, so and as long and you know you'll still see the same stuff you're familiar with that Arkansas has run for a long time uh, with Kendall Browse. You'll still see the RPO game with KJ, all the stuff that he does really well. And hopefully with Dan Enos, the technician side of things will uh, make KJ a better quarterback and, and improve him a little bit on, you know, some stuff, some of the shorter throws where, you know, he doesn't just nail his target. He gets it there, 68% completion percentage last year, but didn't just nail his target every time. Um, sometimes throws a little bit of a nose down spiral. Um, so hopefully those things get cleaned up a little bit. He's made so much progress from the day he stepped on campus. Uh, as far as his throwing mechanics to now. Trey, how much of the offense at Maryland, though, was Loxley's or Dan Enos? Yeah, you know, that's an interesting question because, you know, their history, as far as I know, goes back to uh, Alabama when Loxley was offensive coordinator and Enos was quarterback's coach. Right. Um, So, but I would imagine it's, I mean, Loxley's obviously going to have some say, but, I just think it's difficult in this day in college football to be your own play caller. I, I just, you know, obviously Sam Pittman's going to have a little bit more idea of how to help the offensive line than he has any other position, you know. And Loxley's, you know, as a coordinator, going to, you know, have have a lot of say too. Uh, but I, I do think that that's that's what we're that's the offense that we're going to see based on. Um, you know, what I've seen watching Maryland games and what I saw in spring. How could you tolerate watching a Maryland game with the absolutely hideous <laughs> uniforms they wear? Yeah. They're awful. They, yeah, they they are maybe among the worst ever. They're not even like ugly cool. No, like they're Oregon. just, yeah, they are just, yeah. Oregon's ugly, ugly cool. But, yeah, I they're like cool that. the players. Yeah, Maryland's uniforms are hideous. Ugly cool. Well, I, I mean, because really when you say, uh, is it a hybrid of Alabama and Maryland? Because, as you mentioned, Loxley and, and uh, Dan Enos, quite prominent in the offense at Alabama, then Loxley goes as head coach to Maryland. He's going to bring a lot of stuff that he used from 
Alabama, even though they probably had better players to execute whatever offense it was at Alabama than Maryland. But then you get Dan Enos, who really is kind of getting a, a blend of all of that. So, um, but anyway, I, I just I just wondered how much Loxley may have had an influence last year. And I realize what you said, the head coach is going to have influence because it's his team. So uh, that's quite understandable. Uh, Piggy Smalls, yeah, we got plenty of time. Piggy Smalls says, question for Trey. Which team underachieved the most this year? Football, men's basketball, or baseball? Man, they all did. <laughs> yeah. Uh, baseball had baseball and basketball had a lot of injury, and football had injuries to KJ. I mean, they lost. They didn't. They just couldn't produce any offense in the two games that he missed, and he was really too banged up to play in that Liberty game and shouldn't have played in it. You know, otherwise, maybe we're talking about. Let's see, would they end up winning seven games? Yes. Maybe we're talking ball, about. Man. Yeah. You know, potentially, you know, get that Liberty game and get one of the two, you know, have some offense in that LSU game with KJ. And, you know, maybe you're the same as you were before. So you had some injuries, obviously. Basketball, same deal. You lost Trevon Brazil very early. I mean, and Nick Smith, two guys that you really built the team around. But it's hard to say, a sweet 16 run, you know, it's hard to just say that's underachieving. But they did. I mean, what, they finished 10th? It's still it's it's yeah, just so from the in, SEC, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so hard to say because of the injuries and then baseball it just seemed like every week there was a new issue with a you know, somebody. So but it, for every for everything else, baseball shared the SEC championship. For everything else, they yeah, shared the SEC championship. So they would be last on the list for underachieving. And really, yeah. you're right. If, if anybody underachieved, it would be football because they lost a Liberty. Other than that, yeah. in, injuries did play a major factor for all three yeah, teams. I, I think I would say football because, I mean, basketball still made it to the Sweet 16 and baseball still made it a regional and would rank, what, two in the country and – Three in the country, I think, in the last poll, maybe, and one the SEC split it. So, Trey, we'll talk so to you football. tomorrow. Just Trey Media of Hogsports.com.